Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Wilson keeps, airs it out, downfield, the rookie! Touchdown, D.K. Metcalf! Golf, it was a three-man rush, and it was caught for a touchdown. Cooper Cup. Wilson steps through, flips wide open, and caught after a juggle for the touchdown, Carson. Zerline from 44. Zerline missed it. Greg the leg, more like Greg the egg. (laughs) Greg Zerline misses the 44-yard field goal with seconds to play, sealing the Los Angeles Rams' fate and giving the Seattle Seahawks an incredible 30-29 to win at the clink in one of the best games of the 2019 season. Dan Hansis here along with Mark Sessler at the Throwback Podcast Studio as is contractually obligated here at the garage. Yeah, I, I, I'm under the impression that I offended Bob, your uh, throwback <laughs> co-host, last time by not, I guess, paying enough respect to the... Uh, it is a nice stool that I'm sitting in, but, oh, the, nice. but the piece of furniture that I'm in apparently needed to have more Bob hype attached to it. Bob, we love you. Gravitas. Uh, yeah, so we're here in my garage. Just finished watching, uh, like I said, one of the best games of the year. Absolutely. And... Uh, games, a game that had so many twists and turns, an incredible play at the quarterback position from Russell Wilson, Jared Goff in the second half, especially really heated up and, uh, was matching Wilson down the stretch and Mark, uh, the Seahawks, they take the lead on that juggling catch by Chris Carson. And he, he could have just started walking home if he didn't catch that ball. They're unable to seal the game after the interception, the Goff interception, and the Rams march right down the field, have things every, everything set up. Sometimes the kicker's got to make a kick, and he did not make the kick. And because of that, the Rams have lost two in a row. 
It's been a long seven or eight days for the Rams, and it, you, I, I, I remember wa- or driving over here, not remember, it was roughly six or seven minutes ago, driving over to your house, listening to the final minutes of this, and MJD on the radio broadcast was Shout out. asking the Rams to run the ball with those final couple of plays over and over, that the, that the Seahawks now playing a relatively frequent two-deep safety set had the field wide open for maybe even a breakaway run. They were deep in field goal range or deep enough in field goal range. Instead, it doesn't happen. They get that foul at the end for a delay of game, and that's the game right there. That's the difference. And Zerline, which I, who I believe was maybe number three in Chris Wesleyan's kicker ranking, still belongs there. He's one of the most consistent kickers of the era, but that what a, what an ending you kind of knew though that game was going to come down to something weird because it took on a life of its own and stock up on Thursday night football these games have t- habitually been <laughs> stinkers that we kind of have to prop up uh, and lift back to life when we're reviewing them not this one uh, we usually cannot do that it should be noted yeah Zerline he'll he'll uh, survive and, and he's a good kicker and that that is the least of um, Los Angeles's problems going forward and I will say I think MJD's point was spot on that they probably could have handled that better Los Angeles. But at the end of the day, they got that last completion that got all that yardage back and then some and set them up for a very makeable field goal. And Zerline, who we know has onions, we saw him put, send them to the Super Bowl with a bomb in January. It just didn't work out this time. And, and uh, yeah, I just, I, I, Russell Wilson, and I, I tweeted this out, you know, Patrick Mahomes is obviously, you know, he's the reigning MVP and, and he has physical abilities that no other quarterback uh, possesses. But if you want to pound for pound, you can make an argument. I really think you can, that Russell Wilson deserves to be in the conversation, at least of best quarterbacks. And what he did today, 17 of 23, 268, averaged almost 12 yards in attempt, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, also his scrambling ability, which is he's famous for, obviously, an incredible game. Yeah, and I mean, there were tweets and chants of MVP during it, and I could make that argument too. And we, we've talked for years about, oh, now we're getting the latter stages of Tom Brady and for a while Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. Well, that's fair. But but they're at, we're at the point where they are mental giants, and we always have to mention where they're operating from the neck up. And, and Russell Wilson has sort of become that guy that's operating mentally in the zone in a completely different way than earlier in his career, where he was doing, he was always an incredibly smart, cerebral guy and a hardworking quarterback, but the athletic stuff always captured you. He still has that too, though. I mean, the initial throw he made to Tyler Lockett on that first touchdown was insane, and he's doing stuff, and he's so aware of who's around him and what's happening around him. The shot he, I, I looked to me like a, I called it like a, loaf of pumpernickel bread that he threw right through the air into the arms of Will Disley, who had about half Will a Disley foot is space. Will a good player. Will Disley, who they hired as a blocker, who can block, but he's making these incredible catches and has been a big factor on offense. Chris Carson, who was a fumble machine early on, I thought tonight he's Great perfectly game. what they need. Is he the best running back in the NFL? I don't really care. He fits that offense, and he ran tough, and he tired the Rams down at, uh, on occasion. 27 for 118 for Chris Carson. And your point, which is a good one, Wilson's unbelievable ability, his magic to sustain plays, keep plays alive, scramble, set his feet, keep his eyes upfield, and he hit Tyler Lockett with that incredible throw for the first touchdown. That's what got me so angry. I was internet mad. Uh, when poor Clay Matthews gets banged again by the officials 
in the go-ahead touchdown drive for Seattle in the fourth quarter. That is the genius of Wilson is that when everyone, everyone else, any other quarterback, the, the play is over. He has that ability in that last nanosecond to make a decision and make a throw that can kill you as a defense. So as a pass rusher, you have no choice but to play right through the very moment that ball's out of his hands, which is what Clay Matthews did on a hit that was not helmet to helmet. They still flag him for 15 yards instead of third and long. And knowing Wilson's greatness, he probably does convert that. We'll never know. But instead of third and long around the 30-yard line, uh, the Seahawks are set up for a touchdown. Uh, and that's exactly what they do. And on the so I'm mad about I'm internet mad, and now I'm podcast. You're, mad you're about working it. it out right here, which is what I enjoy. And on the other side of the field with their quarterback, the Los Angeles Rams, it, through most of the first half, it felt like the big storyline coming out of this game was that the Rams' offense was broken, and this is n- this is now uh, reaching a crisis point. Uh, and I want to, there was a, a moment, Mark, there was this weird little moment when Jason Myers, the Seattle Seahawks kicker missed the 47 yarder, uh, that would have put Seattle up, I believe 17 to three. Or yes. That would have, that would have been it. He, he misses it. And they show the replay of the Rams sideline. Jared Goff taps Sean McVay on the belly and, and waves his team onto the field as if to say, we good, let's go, let's go. And I really... One thing you could say about Goff, you could say he's not as good as maybe what his salary is or or that he, it's his support system around him that makes him uh, um, a productive quarterback. But I always I do admire that he seems to be such a California chill guy. He does, Things don't get to him. And as bad as things were going, uh, he went back on the field. He takes him right down field for a touchdown. Halftime, they get the ball at, ha- at half, go right down the field again. And I know he threw that interception, and that was an incredible play. Uh, by uh, the Seattle defender. Uh, what was his name? Oh, you guys know. We're here in the garage. Things are a little looser. I was looser just looking around. There's so here many the knickknacks here in the garage. Yes, and he, they do get the ball back, and he takes them down the field at the end, Goff does. He finishes with almost 400 yards passing, and I think it was a really positive step forward uh, for the Rams' offense, even in defeat. Well, and, that, and, and so had, had the Seahawks lost this game... There would have been a in one it, the way these games unfold. There been a lot to look at, and they, the score was actually it was fourteen to six, and would have been seventeen to six had Seattle made that field goal right. that you mentioned. They also had the ball on the Rams thirty at, with fourth and one, and, and Aikman and everyone thought this is a place where maybe you go for it, and you just seal this thing up earlier. You build that lead that the Rams would be really hard pressed to come back from. And they tried the hard count thin and thing instead, which didn't, which almost never works at this point. It's pretty conservative. You have to be semi drunk on defense to fall for that, or uh, largely, you know, not <laughs> not cerebral, which is true of some of these guys. But by hard largely count, not cerebral, you mean just dumbasses? That yeah. Like the the Seahawks do not get to hard count. They do not convert, and that set up the field goal. And I thought that was a huge momentum shift that led to the Rams coming out of the gate in the third quarter and turning this into a game. And it reminds me a little bit of... a 17-point swing. Right. It it reminds me a little bit of the Broncos-Jaguars game that I've mentioned like roughly 600 times on our show where the Flacco pick before the half. I know Wesley's setting his hair on fire if he had it right now uh, because he hates me mentioning that. But these pre-half momentum swings seemed to take effect and that the Rams were never the same in a good way because I also looked at Goff during part of that first half and thought, yes, he's sort of got that California surfer cool, 
but I need more from this guy. He was asleep at the wheel for drive after drive. They were 0 for 4 on third downs at one point, and they had a bunch of three and outs, and then they came to life. Um, also, I'm sure his arm is sore as hell. He threw 68 passes last week. He's on a short week, and they're slinging it all over the field again because... He has 900 yards passing in two weeks. <laughs> What's six? Uh, you do the math, Mark. You're smart. 68 plus 49. 68 plus 49 is 117. What? In two, in four days, right? It's wild. That's wild. And it's no longer, there was a player on Twitter that sent out the tweet. Uh, and again, it's a little looser in the garage. So I don't, I don't remember who sent out the tweet, but he called Todd Gurley, the NFL's most expensive decoy. Todd Gurley for the second straight week has two touchdowns. That's good. He always has had a nose for the end zone, uh, but only 15 carries for 51 yards, 3.4 yards per carry. And with each passing week, it makes you wonder if all that sometimes this summer of breathless uh, or constant just speculation seems silly by the time you get to October. I don't think it's silly anymore. Todd Gurley might not be the Todd Gurley we we know anymore. And he doesn't seem to move with the same level of grace and power that that we used to see. Um, Then the other side, the the other big uh, takeaway for me is Cooper Cup is Troy Aikman called him, you know, every team is only as good as its third best offensive uh, wide receiver. And I wouldn't, maybe he's their best wide receiver. Maybe he's the number one because he, he is obviously the favorite target of Jared Goff and his ability to move the change. Gerald Everett had a huge game in this game. Uh, Brandon cooks, unfortunately has, being evaluated for concussion again. And that is something now uh, it's happened repeatedly, including in the Super Bowl. Uh, that is something to keep an eye on going forward for the Rams. But I thought it was a positive step forward for their offense. But still, it's a little weird that Todd Gurley isn't the centerpiece anymore. I thought that we saw a day. You know, it, the, the, one of the storylines was that we, we know how to beat the Rams at this point. They've run the same attack. They don't adjust. Well, their two tight end set, 137 receiving yards, was the most they've had since 2013 with Jeff Fisher and Sam Bradford at quarterback. So that's a change. They haven't been doing that. And they found a way to make that work tonight against Seattle. That also started heavily in that third quarter. So, you know, this is one of those games that reminds you that these division Thursday night showdowns have the chance to be these, like we saw with with Carolina and Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago, as barn burners, as they say, a term that we agree. We're not really sure what that even Just means. It feels at this like point. it's so distant from this country now. Yeah. Uh, not to, no, no shots fired at any listeners on farms, but uh, farms or barns or any type of that zone. Uh, West would call West would call Miami, uh, Florida, the Midwest at this point. Yes, it is in his but case. At this all point. These farms and these barns in the Midwest, we uh, there's not much of a connection at this point. Yeah, we're far we're far away from you know Laura Ingalls Wilder falling asleep next to Mary in a bed in the top story of a barn. People aren't doing that as much as at least not here in where we live in Los Angeles. I think both these teams are playoff teams. Do you agree? I do, and I think the Seattle Seahawks. I, I can't think of a team that's more. I know you were you were a little nonplussed with the way that it went down tonight. I just They're hate... the most fun team to me in the league to watch. Well, I, I get a little, yeah, as a, a sad Jets fan, it annoys me a little bit when I see teams that everything always seems to work out for them, at least in their building, uh, and high, high leverage spots and primetime situations. Uh, I know you're happy because you had a soft lock on it. Well, that turned into a, a rock-solid lock <laughs> with that miscue. Uh, but it must be nice being a, a Seahawks fan, I guess. That's, I mean, that's again, what unless, I'm say. unless they're up against the, the team that things almost always go right for. Right, that's the equalizer. And, you know, uh, Seattle fans, they have to contend with the Mariners being terrible, 
and of course the Sonics leaving them or, or being taken away from them. Um, so that's fine. You you have this team. Enjoy this team because it's a fun team. And I I wish I should call Greg Rosenthal right now. You know I'm going to call him right now. I'm see going to ask he, him. See if he answers. Yeah, I'm going to see if he answers and see if he wants to come back. I'm going to formally, um, formally ask him if he wants to come back to Seahawks Corner. Quick question while you're dialing. Yeah. Seahawks green tonight, Jets green. Which is the preferable uh, version on the eyes? I don't like the um, highlighter Okay. green of the Seahawks, but I get it. It's their thing. My child called it lime green. All right, let's see if Greg picks up. I haven't called Greg in about three years. <laughs> I mean, you'd think, you'd think, oh, it must be an emergency. You're not on his phone. <laughs> Maybe I'm blocked. It's unlisted. Because this is his chance. If he doesn't pick up, that the window closes. He's got the night off. Who knows what he's up to at home? Hi, you've reached Greg Rosenthal. That was it. Should I leave As a message? Tell, yeah. All right. Message. We've got it at this point. recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. All right, Greg, uh, Dan here. Uh, in the garage um, with Mark, we're recording the uh, Thursday night football recap. I was calling you to give you an opportunity, your final opportunity, to get back on Seahawks Corner after an exhilarating win, an incredible Russell Wilson performance, Chris Carson running the hell out of the ball, DJ Metcalf making plays, Tyler Lockett getting the toe tap down like nobody else. Uh, but that's it. This was your last opportunity. You didn't pick up the phone, which is a shot at me. And at this point, I'm pulling the offer off the table. You're out of Seahawks corner forever. Goodbye. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. It's a good idea to slight Dan on a Thursday because he'll be thinking about that all weekend. It will become very intense. We're heading to London. It's going to be fraught with controversy. Yeah, he had his chance. All right. Anything else to add? Mark? I'll take that spot on the corner. This you want to come? You want to well, join? Listen, it? I mean, it's open. I, I'm, you know, there are a lot of these teams out there that are becoming hard on the eyes, I'm going to jump on the ones that I find enjoyable. All right. You officially have... I'm going to put all of Greg's stuff on the curb. I had been keeping his room untouched. I will clear all that stuff out. Maybe you can give me a hand, and you take the room. He gone. All right. Well, there you go. That's it. Uh, good uh, Thursday night uh, football recap. Uh, you'll hear from the entire crew again on Sunday night when we recap the rest of the Week 5 games. So make sure you tune in. Uh, until then... Uh, the Flames signing off. And Zeus and Mr. Fancy Pants. The Flames need NFL news, and here's their chance. It's ATL around the league. Light of flame, boys. Pig skin's hot tonight. Burn, baby, burn. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. 
Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.